I have fantastic news, everybody. My literary masterpiece, Life of the Party, which you have not read yet, will now be available in audiobook form. The whole place are called and say you thought it was a great idea because the pre-sales are going so well. So if you haven't already, please go to burtburtburt.com and pre-order your copy of Life of the Party. Pre-orders determine how well a book does overall and if you tweet me a copy of your pre-order, I will follow you, I will favorite you, I will do your podcast, I will buy you a beer. Ask anyone in Edmonton or in Pittsburgh. I'm still on tour. Nash Tucket, Nash Mantucket, Tampa, Irvine, Philly, Des Moines, Dayton, Phoenix. My show Trip Flip airs a new episode every Wednesday night on Travel Channel at 9 p.m. Today's guest my buddy from the Django Unchained, Omar Dorsey. This is Double Cast. All right, so we're Um, yeah, I money on the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I um, I I liked the podcast like when I first started that were real casual. Like I like Marin's and I love Greg's. Right. When you go into Greg's, you're in a studio and it's like. Sometimes I get nervous when I do Greg's. Right. But like I like like Joe, when you used to do Joe's first podcast like right. the first round you just went to his house yeah and he was like the <laughs> he was probably rolling up though yeah come on rogan right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. um <laughs> i had so many fucking questions to ask you oh okay. after like last night i was like listening to uh in in the uh, man cave right now omar dorsey omar jermaine dorsey omar jermaine omar j dorsey uh your fucking imdb list is astounding it's looking it's starting to look crazy and i just got ray donovan what? Uh, yeah, yeah. How's yeah, that? I'm doing. We had the table read yesterday, so I'm playing this really dope ass character, man. Like, you know what? I was sort of scared because I was like, dude, I keep playing the bad guy, but I playing I'm really interesting. Yeah. And so, like, this is another like sort of bad guy, but he's but it, they, they want it to be funny. Yeah. A little bit, you know, still scary, but a little funny. So, uh, but man, they we had the table read yesterday, and okay, I'm looking at the table read. I was like, it's Hank Azaria. There's John Voight. There's Hank uh, Azaria, John, John Voight. Voight. Uh, of course, uh, Leah Schreiber. Dude, how how is it that his voice sounds totally different when he narrates those HBO documentaries? I don't know, man. You know what? He's like he's like Hank Azaria because you know Hank Azaria can just change his voice. He does a million Simpson characters. So yeah. He can change. But it's like yesterday when we were doing the table read, he had a straight up Southie accent, man. Really? Like Boston, like all, like you know, that's how he plays on Ray Donovan. But like. I think he might just be like a one of those like guys like who can just like throw his voice. I can't do that, man. I'm yeah. not that. I'm not a gifted like that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not either. I can do me. Yeah, me too. That's yeah. it. Yeah, voice That's wise, I can't do. do anything else, man. Um, what's uh like? Do like? You know what the other thing is impressive about you? You are uh, super understated as a as a man. Like you don't you you don't tell people your credits. You don't talk about what you do. Nah. You kind of just say hi right. and roll by and don't say anything. Like right. there's there are dads at our school yeah. that oh we our kids go to school together. Right, right. <laughs> our kids are best friends. Yeah, like, my my daughter's best friend is his daughter. They had a yeah. sleepover the other night. They sleep up. Yep, yep. And um and it's impressive because a lot of dads will just kind of rattle off their credits. Yeah, I know. I know. It's exhausting. It's really funny. It's it is. It is. They're like, yeah, I'm an actor. I'm an actor. Yeah, I seen you. Yeah, I do this. And I'm like, okay. Like, and it's like, I don't even care. It's like, if you see me in something, like, cool. That's what's up, man. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. But it's like, I don't even care about that, man. If I ain't Brad Pitt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I said, if I ain't Brad Pitt, if you don't know me, it's all good. I don't. It don't even matter right now. Hey, just out of curiosity, did you sh- did you shut the front door? I did. not I locked it. Okay. Locked thank you. Thank about, you. About, about just making sure my dog doesn't run away yeah. again. Yeah. So um. So when did you? When did like. What was really impressive to me is cause I grew up in the South, too. Okay. And I always felt like growing up in the South, I was Florida, which everyone was like, oh, that's not the South. It is. The, uh, I, didn't, I didn't think the idea of becoming an actor was accessible at all to me. 
Uh, see, I did. Really? Because my mom used to be a director. For, she used to be a theater director. And um, so I was like, um, I went to a theater arts high school. Really? Yeah. And like uh, people who were in my high school were already doing television because I was in, from Atlanta. So we had I'll Fly Away. We had In the Heat of the Night. So oh, people from ours, people who were like my best friend, Dorian Missick, he's out here right now too. Like he was doing uh, In the Heat of the Night, um, you know, back in 1989. And another one of my good friends, Ron Rico, was doing, he was the lead. He was like the little drama boy in Glory. So I was like, okay, you can Holy do it. Shit. Yeah, so I was like, you can do it. And these guys are still working today. Um, real good friends of mine too. So I was, so it was always in my mind like, okay, okay, well, this is what you can do, you know, and so this is like from ninety from nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety four. I graduated from high school ninety four, and went straight. You know, when I went into college, I was like, I know what I want to do. Yeah. So that's what it was. And then even though I started, I was doing all, all I was doing was theater at the point. I mean, at that point, and I was playing football. But um, that was it, man. You know, that's crazy. Yeah. But then, how did you get involved? How did you get? Because your parents, like, you have like, there's my buddy Al Jackson's a comedian out right. here. Al's got. Uh, Al's got. Like intellectual parents, Dave Chappelle has intellectual parents. Yeah. You have intellectual. I parents. I do. Yes. And then, but then you also got involved in what is like the urban youth uh, cycle, right? Like getting caught in the trap. Of course you can. Of course that's what happens, man. Just because you know. It's, you by know the what? way, by the way, your interview with Greg Fitzsimmons yeah. explained a lot of Ti songs to me. Oh, did it really? <laughs> okay, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but the thing about it is like. You just see easy money. It's yeah. like, man, it's really easy money. Yeah. You know, you can go out and I can go out there and make two, three hundred dollars, not knowing that two or three hundred dollars, you know, or five hundred dollars is not really worth five years in prison. Not at but all. But you know, it's like at that point, you're like, man, I'm broke. Yeah. You know, let me go ahead and get this real easy money. Like I did have intellectual parents. My father's a doctor of of of, of, of theology. theology, and he teaches. My mother's a doctor of education. He's a really, really smart. My, my mother is really the smartest person I know. I know some really intelligent people. Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, like, uh, yeah, I got caught up doing, you know, ignorant shit. Yeah. So, but I think uh, we all do, and I, I think, think we do. Yeah. And I think, and I think personally, and I, I used to, I used to on stage a lot talk about race because I loved. I, I mean, for I think growing up in the South, it was so, uh, it was so, it was so polarized. Right. It like, was. Yeah. I mean, it was like I, I, there were. Black neighborhoods, and right. there were white neighborhoods. Yeah, and you knew the name of the black neighborhood, like Frenchtown, Port right. Tampa, right. And and then the white neighborhoods. It was like it, it, racism was, I fucking believe, thriving when we grew up. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Like I'm from Decatur, Georgia, right? So I think the whole city. I thought the whole city of Decatur was black, and I think I mean, except for downtown Decatur, <laughs> it's very white and it's very rich. rich. <laughs> But it's like I, I didn't know until I went. You know, I, w- I went to an all-black uh, elementary school, which was a really nice school too. Yeah. And then um, when I went to when I went to high school, I went to performing arts school. That's really the first time I ever had interaction with white people. Really? I mean, yeah, but it was nothing. It was like everybody was cool, and I didn't find out like white chicks. They like me. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know, but like. I was like, it's like re- discovering Menchie. I was like, whoa! <laughs> that, like, whoa! It's right down the street. <laughs> I know. Hey, I didn't know this. Yeah, but like, so that was like a that that was a mind screw. But you know what? Like, just because I went to that performing arts school, I got a little bit like I, there was really no racism in that school. Yeah, because everybody was these um 
artsy fartsy kids and yeah. these people walking around, man, boys walking around with leotards and stuff, and yeah. you know, people just singing like in the cafeteria at any given moment. It's like you know, I was like, wow, this is what life really is. Yeah, I've been into that, but it's not really until you you know go outside of the school and you go to somebody's like one of your friends from school go to their um, neighborhood and you're like oh they really don't like me that much yeah or, you know yeah or they have preconceived notions about me is what it is preconceived notions is what I think yeah is where I think racism was when, when, when I say we were growing up and you're younger than me I'm 41 okay I'm 38 like I, I, I think preconceived notions what was what what racism was I think there were parents there were parents right. that were racist. Yeah. But the, I think kids, it was just like, and I think it was just lack of socialization. Right. Like, I look at Georgia. Yeah. And I and she, I talk about Georgia fairly openly, Georgia and I openly on the podcast. Okay. okay. So only only because I, like, it's, I don't, I, I'm, I have a hard time, I have a hard time with, uh, without being 100% honest about everything. But right. Georgia does not see racism at all. Dude, like, Bert, at the party the other day, like, the slumber party that my, my daughter had. I was like, okay, there's an Asian kid, there's a Mexican kid, there's a there's a white kid, and there's my daughter. That was the most beautiful thing I ever saw. Yeah. I was like, this is, I was like, oh shit, y'all ain't like us. Yeah. It was so dope, and I was like, it was nothing. They don't see it at all, yeah. man. And we won't even talk about it at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I was just like, wow, this is really cool, man. That's what I hope the world turns into. But I don't know. We live in Valley Village, so I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, but. It's- <laughs> We've got a pretty uh, good it's community. Good, yes, a nice little community over here. Yeah, man. So I don't know, man. But I think I hope the rest of it's like that. You think it is? No. Okay, dude. Do no, uh, you ever go back to Georgia? I go back to Georgia. Yeah, I went back to Georgia. I had to do press for for Rake. Um, hey, I there. just knew. I just found out Rake was a British series. It's an Australian. Australian series. Yeah, man. You, you have to watch the Australian series. Really? I mean, ours is really good. It's the same showrunner. Yeah. But the Australian series can get away with stuff. They can get away with showing titties on. You know, they can get away with cursing and, sh- and showing people doing blow. Really? Yeah. So it's on Netflix. That shit is hard. I watched it before, um, like before we, like before uh, we started filming. I watched yeah. the whole series. It's only like it's you know it's, it was two seasons. It's on season three right now. But that that's like one of the hardest series going, man. It's really good. That's insane. Now, I, 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 I could talk to you about you, like, just about growing. Like, I'm dying to know if you ever went to Freak Nick. Hell yeah, I went to Freak Nick. Okay. Yo, okay. I'm writing a TV show about the early 90s, like, the real Freak Nick. Hell yeah. Okay, so, so there was Freak Nick. For, I guarantee you, ha- more than half of the people listening to this don't know what Freak Nick is. Oh, man. Freak Nick is, is a magical place. It's like. It's, it's an energy more than it is. It uh, is. Like, it's like you know, it's Daytona in Florida. You know, it's how, how like you know, Bike Week in in Myrtle Beach or something like that. It's a, it's a spring break for black colleges or for black college students. Man, and it was in it, it was in Atlanta. It, it actually started out as just like a barbecue, like in my nineteen eighty nine, nineteen ninety, right down the street from my house. Really, right down the street from my house at, at Exchange Park, and like it was just a just a little barbecue, and it, it expanded to like the the black colleges in Atlanta. The, um, the AUC, the Atlanta University um, Center. And they started coming out, and they started having parties. And then one person heard from another person. By by the time, five years later, 1994, I was in high school. It's my senior year of high school. I was going to school, like, right in downtown Atlanta. So I'm driving. I'm like, my first freaknik I can go to. My brother came back from college. He came back. He, he met me downtown. I'm driving downtown. I just see the most glorious thing I ever saw. Just Bad chicks in booty shorts. Oh. And then I saw the Fab Five 
uh, with Juwan, Shut up. Juwan Howard, uh, Chris Webber, Jalen Rose, uh, Ray, and Jimmy King. And I was like, how did those guys not get AIDS? I don't know. And they all looked like giants just walking. I was like, shit, I know I'm in the right place. That's the Fab Five. Then I see Tupac. And I'm like, you saw Tupac? Fuck yeah. I'm like, yo, this is the most insane thing that I've ever seen in my life. Like, it, it, it was amazing. It, it was just, that was like, 94 was like, they they said that that was the... That was the the best freaknik. That was the first one I ever went to, and like I got laid, and I was in high school, and I was getting <laughs> laid like I one night stands, and I wasn't even doing it like that. Like I was like, this is amazing, man. Yeah. So it's just like all these people, like I said, they come to Atlanta. Like Atlanta how many people even, if you could, if you could ballpark it, man? Maybe like a hundred thousand, maybe. Yeah. But like just in downtown Atlanta, centralized, centralized, and their cars are parked, and they're having street. Parties like just having parties, just parking their car in down like in. Imagine if it's just like on Hollywood Boulevard. Just you just park your car, turn your music up, and it's a party, and you're not getting in any trouble or anything. Yeah, it was amazing, man. Like I've never seen anything like that in my life. It's like spontaneous tailgating. It's, exactly, it's like spontaneous tailgating and, and at two o'clock in the, in the afternoon on a Friday, and and everyone. Is in booty shorts. Booty shorts and just shaking it. This is 1994 we're talking about. God, man, I remember hearing about Freak Nick. Yeah, man. Now, the, now the opposite side of Freak Nick were the white people yeah. in Atlanta yeah. were terrified. I don't know. It's just, but just yeah, I know. Because that's why it stopped yeah. is white businesses of were like. Yeah, you know, and I can understand. I'm a grown man now. Like, And what's the one they do in Miami now? They, doing, they do something in Miami. I forgot what it's called, but it's something like that. I, for, I forgot what it's called. Uh but it's like a little same thing like that. But it, but it's all white kids doing it. But they're oh, all really? doing blow and they're all doing mollies and stuff. And Miami is trying to like um, shut that down. I can understand why. I can understand when you get older, you you understand, you understand children. I right. I, I, I don't I don't fear. I, I don't look at like uh, judge people by right. their by their color or their religion or any of that. Or I judge their them by age. their age. Yeah, I do Dude. too, man. Because it's reckless. Yeah. You don't you don't know any better. And and like I remember like in '95 or '96, freak nigga, I was. I was still getting it in. But I remember, like, there were, like, ambulances um, that couldn't get through the streets, man, and people yeah. were dying because like, yeah. they needed an ambulance to, you know, come get them. And that's, that's some sort of like, urban yeah. planner in one of yeah, those. Yeah, I know, man. Just they for just safety. Like, yeah. What if, I, I, nowadays, I'd be yeah. in there going, what if someone has an asthma attack? Exactly. Those are the type of things that were happening. And, and, you know, now I'm like, man, nah, that's not too safe, man. I don't know. But, I'm, <laughs> you know, and they, but they, they ended it. They ended it. At the, at, at the proper time, I think. It was like about, I think like, it, it started like telling off at about like 98 or something and anybody who went after that, they were just trying to, you know, hit fumes at that point. Yeah. Just trying to get um, secondhand smoke. Now what, now it, I I would, I like I said, and, I, and I'd like to do another one of these because yeah. I lo- like listen to you on, on uh, Greg's podcast. Yeah. You're very, you're very untethered. Like oh you, yeah, you don't you don't you don't care. You, you're very honest, right? And I love and I love you. You could have been a comic. Hey man, I used to do um, sketch forever, but I couldn't. I, I was not getting on stage though. Really? Uh uh-uh, uh man, it's too masochistic. I ain't fucking with that man. <laughs> I do not like pain, and I don't want to get booed. Uh uh-uh. uh, I don't. I, I, I'm not about that life, man. Nah. So when did you get serious about acting? Shit, man. When I was five. Really? Yeah, man. I always wanted to be an actor, dude. Really? Like for real? Like yeah, like. That was always my goal. The teachers used to laugh at me and stuff too. What do you want to be? You know, I want to be an actor. I said I want to, you know, but that's that's all I ever thought about. I, either that or a football player. Yeah. And I got and I got bad knees, so I couldn't be a football player. So when did you? What was your first big part you booked? Uh, first big part was Road Trip. 
Really? Yeah. Road trip. And I was still in college, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course you were. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I, I probably saw that just out of college. You probably did. It was like 99, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just out of college. Yeah. And then yeah. and was that booked through Atlanta? Yes, yeah, booked through Atlanta. <clears throat> yep. Yep. And um, That God, movie was fucking huge. I love that. And that was the first movie I ever did. I was like, shit, I'm about to be a star. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I was like, I'm about to be. But it was cool because it's like the first time like I just go places and everybody would just know who I was. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. But that like died out after about six months but there are people but you know what people to this day this movie that movie came out 15 years ago i guess yeah and people still know that know me from that movie man really they do. They're like you were in road trip i was like yeah i did a lot of shit after that too though but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, then you go you go from road trip yeah to then i think it was drumline was next oh uh, drumline yeah, was drumline a good was fucking movie yeah it was a real good movie it was a man. really good movie it and that, i remember when that was coming i remember when that was happening because that was uh, that was Nick Cannon's move from music to acting. Yeah, it's his move from like yeah music, and he had a little show Nickelodeon too. Yeah, but he was, was, was so he moved that yeah and went straight into acting. We man. both had deals at, at uh, Overbrook at the same time. Oh, yeah, and, okay. And yeah. I remember uh, I remember them saying, "Well, they love well, you know I'm willing them. They love him, man. Oh yeah, they love him. And he was he was being groomed to be the new Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, his you know what you want to hear something weird about Nick Cannon. Not to be gossipy. Yeah. He parks his phantom on the street. Does he really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, He's I cool. Just, I see him. He, he, he does do some wild but shit. But, like, I like, just yeah. didn't understand that. If you have a phantom, right. you'd think you'd also have a parking spot for it. He just parks it on the street. Oh, wow. That's insane. But that's also, I guess, the way he probably sees life. He just doesn't. Yeah. You know, he's... He's kind of casual and cool, and he he's real cool. You know what? Like, this we, is a while ago, by the way. Yeah. Oh, man. dude, when we were doing the movie, man, like shout out to Nick, man. I'm real proud of everything he's doing, man. But my God, man, I was like, this dude is like, he was so calculated in everything he does in life. Really? Like when we were doing that movie, twelve years ago or whatever, thir- whatever, how long? Uh, Thirteen years ago, I was like, man, you don't want to hit this blunt, man? Nah, yeah. man, I'm nah. You don't want to get? You don't want to drink nothing? Nah, nah. I'm high on life. Like what the fuck does that mean, dude? Really? Yeah, but I, but you know what? It really like I see what he's doing now, and he's making way more money than anybody else is. Yeah, he's you know? yeah he's definitely yeah he's definitely one of those people that I don't know I don't know I be, I, I'm, I believe I'm too attached to reality uh-huh. to get into being a superstar possibly right like i can't really believe the hype about me right like and 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 part of promotion is promoting your own hype right and you're either like you and you're very honest about everything like when i heard you talking about quentin tarantino yeah and you're like he's crazy man he's fun yeah he's cool one of the his scripts are amazing right but you're talking very real about it right but you're also starring in one of the biggest movies i've seen in the past 10 years right django unchained right and so but like like Leonardo DiCaprio. Right. Like, I don't know if I could be that star in the sense that I, 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 I'm so, so I'm so critical of myself right. that I'd never believe it. You know what? I don't think he – I don't think he thinks I, – I know he knows that he's a star, but, like, he don't act like it. Really? No, nah, he act like a regular dude, man. Like, for real. He act like a regular dude who has the baddest girlfriends in the world. Leonardo does? Yeah. But, like – he don't, he, I don't, he, cause he doesn't get caught up in the hype, cause he doesn't like, he's not a, a, a Hollywood, he's a Hollywood dude, cause he does Hollywood movies and stuff. Yeah. But he's not like that Hollywood type. Like, I know those guys. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, I gotta make sure that this hair is quaffed a certain way. Man, Leo just walk out the fucking house, like, whatever, man. Yeah. Pass me a cigarette, Omar. 
You know what I'm saying? Or he smokes electric cigarettes now. Right. Like, he's just one of them dudes, man. Like, he's real. He's not the Hollywood type dude. It's just that he just so happens to be one of the, maybe the biggest movie star in the world. And he has really good business sense. Yeah. But he's not like, say, how Nick Cannon was 13 years ago. Just calculated. Like, calculated. And figuring it out. But, like, I look at Nick Cannon like this. I think, like, when I think about Nick Cannon, I think about he is trying to be like Will Smith the same way Kobe Bryant is trying to be like Michael Jordan. Jordan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything with Kobe was Tiger, calculated. The way Tiger wanted to be like Jack Nicholas. Like Jack. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So everything is really calculated. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, I see his steps. I'm going to try to move in those steps like this because that's how it is. And it works. You know what I'm saying? It comes across as some, somewhat being dis, disingenuous. Okay, at, at that's times. what it is. You know what I'm saying? And when and I think when you – and I, I'm not talking about me right now, but when you blaze your own path, right? you end up going, well, I don't know the fucking direction. I don't know the direction. And those guys we're talking about, Jordan – and and, and and Will Smith and and, and look at and, Will Jack, look at know? Will Smith's yeah. path. Yeah, I know. No one. I told him when I first met him. I said, I, I and I don't think I articulated this. I was like, there wasn't a, a blueprint for how you could become a star. Not at all. When he was on TV, I remember when the Fresh Prince of Bel Air came out. Yeah, I was like, I remember thinking, I can't believe a rapper has a sitcom. Right now, that's like. Every rapper has a sitcom. I know, right. And it's like, and you know what I liked about Will is that he just got better. Because I was like, the first time, I was like, ah, he's all right. It's yeah. okay. I like him. I like, I mean, because I, I, I like hardcore rap. So I thought he was like, who? Of, like, I mean, like back then, I liked Ice Cube and NWA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Public Enemy. So I was like, Will's cool. He's all right. Yeah, he, he's a funny guy. Yeah. He's a corny guy who likes to be corny. He's cool with being corny. Yeah. You know, that's, that was the whole, that was his whole shtick, you know. So I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. But then he became a great actor. So like like years later, you know, I mean, he had, actually doing that show, he became good. You know, what I'm he saying? doing that show, he became really good. And yeah. let me, and I'll be honest with you, and I'll say this, and I'll go to my grave saying this. Yeah, his best rap song is "Nightmare on My Street." His best rap song is "Summertime." Oh yeah, "Summertime" is a great Summertime fucking song. Is a great fucking oh, song. Oh yeah, I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, it's "Summertime" is a great fucking it's just song. It's a great song. It's like, yeah, oh, that's this is great. Yeah. Uh, but, but but Nightmare on My Street was good. It, it's good. It's good conceptually too. It was conceptually. Yeah. It was like a. It was like it was like a Maynard Keenan James wrote it. Like a like. The, the, I'm, I'm now I'm being racist. The lead right. singer of Tool. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you knew. No, I, I didn't talking. know that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sure. But like it was a conceptually good song. Right. Right. <laughs> he like a lot of his early like a lot of those songs like you know Parents on the Stands, Girls in the World, they were great concepts and the videos were so like great. Yeah. You know you're like okay. Like he was really good. He might have been the first rapper to, to be have. He might be the only rapper to really put that video, the concept stuff like that. Yeah, on like that. And it was simple. It was like a, it was a white screen. It was. It was white screen, but yeah. it was just like so good, and it was like really big, and it was like really big, like theater, like like it was like maybe theater of the absurd type stuff. Yeah. It was really good. I was like, okay, like and I, I appreciate it there. But now I'm talking about it right now. It was, it was really good. And when he did Six Degrees of uh, Separation, yeah, man, he was you really just good. like you were like, like, oh shit, okay. okay, he can act. Yeah, he can act now. Yeah, but when he did Bad Boys, I was like, he is the fucking man. No, yeah, I was like, dude, he. Is. There's no. I got to be honest with you. There's no better Will Smith than Hero Will Smith. I know, man. I'll running with a shirt because he's because he's like, oh, it's it's the same thing that Bruce Willis had. Yeah, it's a damaged hero. It's a it hero is. that. That you know can save the day, right? But you don't know if he can. Like you don't. There's a chance that he may decide to stop and get a drink first. Yeah, you know. <laughs> you can say, but you might not want him in your house either. Exactly. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Like you want Hancock in your house? Uh, not really. That's why I miss. I miss. Uh, 
Damon Wayans. Yeah, because you Damon, know what? I just watched the. I just watched some Damon Wayans. It was Damon Wayans and and, and um and, and Adam Sandler. What movie was that? Uh, Bulletproof. Man, I just watched that movie. I was like. This motherfucker was a star. Yes. And his stand-up was fucking on It was point. so good, dude. You know what? Like, he still got this joke when he was, like, uh, talking about uh, – he's talking about Damon Jr. Yeah. Talking about how Damon Jr. would be depressed. Every time he get depressed, he'd go in the bathroom and jack off. <laughs> Spaghetti again. I'll be right back. <laughs> I was like, yo, nah, what, what is Damon doing? I mean, what, he's I, I, being rich. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, see, I, that's part of the thing. That's part of the trajectory of, I believe, of this business is that you. I, I believe you get to a certain point where you just go, what is that? What is the end goal? What am I fucking right, doing? Right. Am I going to do another special? Am I going to do another sitcom? Right. Am I going to, I don't like, what, do I do a movie? Do I write a movie? Do I, like, but he does yeah. have his fucking brother yeah. who, is, who is a trailblazer. Yeah. Yeah. Let's Keenan. get back to you. Let's get okay, back I'm to sorry. you. Yeah, we can talk I, about Because I could talk about, yeah. Um, uh, so, I, what I, what was the Django and Chain like? I mean, that's that that by the way is yeah. is one of. I mean, all of Quentin's movies are are the best movies you've seen in the last ten years. Yeah, but that really was. Would you say that's like your? What was the favorite movie you worked on? Django. Yeah, by far, man. It wasn't even close either. Really, I got so fat though. But yeah, by far, <laughs> dude. Like we were in New Orleans eating beignets every day. God, I might have gained. I I went I, I, when I started Django. I was like two thirty eight, two forty. Well, I'm right where I am right now, about two thirty eight. When I left, I was two fifty eight. Holy shit! I was fat as shit, dude. I was eating every day, getting toe up every night. You know what I'm saying? But it was fine now. We had a great not every night. Do but. you does is do you find? And I say this, you know, because I know that you, I I believe you you probably see past it. Uh-huh. But do you did you find that that character? Fucked with your psyche about being a black man at all? Uh, no, it did when I looked at myself in the mirror. Because I had, like, no teeth. Yeah. And I had, like, my hair was all screwed up. And I looked in the mirror. And I, I think I almost cried. But then, like, I had a conversation with somebody. They was like, man, you got to remember, like, you know, you're dealing with your ancestors. And these people, you know, you got to represent them. Like, it was a hard road for them. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay. Did you see slavery different? <laughs> Shit, I said, well, I, I put myself in there. You know what I'm saying? I always, you know. I mean, you, at one point, you're in a cage. I'm in a cage, yeah, man. Yeah. So, uh, I see my, I mean, I mean, I've always known slavery was fucked up, you know, but. Um, you know, I don't think what most, I mean, and I, I, white people, bear with me for a second. I don't think most white people do. I know. I don't I, think they really, I, I don't yeah. think, and I'll speak for myself included, yeah. and I'll put myself in this, I don't think they ever take the time to stop and actually think about it. Right. Until you see a movie like The Django Unchained right. or 12 Years 12 a Slave. Years, yeah. 12 Years a Slave was the first time I realized, yeah. oh yeah, those guys that I knew yeah. that never had control over their lives, right. they just would have been dick slave owners. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like the guy, yeah. the guy at your office that's yeah. an asshole, right. he would have been an asshole slave owner. Right. He would have kidnapped black people right. and sold them for yep. like that. You got to look at the the way business is run today. Yeah, that shiesty agent. Yeah, that put I it mean, back in those times. That was the biggest business. I mean, like owning slaves and 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 and, and picking cotton was what built America. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you're talking about like, you know, when you're talking about, yeah, it really fucked me up because you're talking about people as being cattle. And, like, just being bred and all of that, man. Like, you know, I trust me, I've studied this ad nauseum. Because uh, I was about to, you know, I was doing a lot of, like, uh, African-American uh, studies in college. You know, uh, 
But like doing a movie like that, it really put it in perspective. And I remember when I met with Quentin uh, before he before he off, he offered me the role. We, we sat and talked for like an hour before he before he was like, "Do you want to do the role?" And he was like, "It's going to be a really hard movie." At what minute? At what minute into that conversation, you like, "I think I got it." Uh, you know, he told me in the beginning. He was like, "So you're my guy." Oh, and then we just started. Like, that's so good because now you can really listen. Yeah, I can relax because I was like, "Oh, shit, I got another meeting with Quinn." But yeah. he's my favorite director in the world, so I was like, "It's all good." I sit and talk to him. I like talking to people who I like, you yeah. know. And like, um, he was, so he told me as soon as I sat down, I said, "So you're my guy." So let's sit down and talk because it's going to be a lot of backlash and it's going to be a lot of like this, that, and the other for the movie and you know this and, and it's just we're just talking. He's like, you know, it's it's a hard subject. It's you know, it's the hardest subject in American history. Man, I don't know what people think about Quentin, man, but that dude is like one. Of the, he's so smart, man. I don't, I don't get like the the backlash against him, man. I don't. I understand he says nigga a lot, you know what I'm saying in his movies, but that's how people talk, you know. Yeah. Like, I, and, I, and I feel like you, you have to reflect life when you when you're making art. And so it, the, that word is a very. I, I don't. I don't say it that's at all. Yeah. Only oh, that's one. And by the way, that that is a decision I made. Right. That's not. That's not because I'm better than anyone. Right. Or that I think that the word has that me saying the word. Like Greg. Greg will say the Greg Fitzsimmons and, and right. he'll say he'll say the word if it is necessitates the word. Right. I choose not to. Right. For because I grew up in the South and right. because the word was so prevalent. Right. And it was it was like. And you didn't realize how caustic it was. You're right. You're right. And so, as an adult, yeah. I just decided I'll never say that word. Right. Because, and and I'm sure that I'm sure that uh, like I, I know that I I wrote it in my book because I was talking about one my first experience in the fraternity and seeing racism, seeing white people be really racist. Right. And it blew me the fuck away. Right. I had never like I grew up not. My parents would never let that fucking word fly in our house. Right. But I did grow up in a redneck neighborhood, and right. I heard the word in the neighborhood. Right. Um. But. And I'm not saying I've never said the fucking word. Let me right. tell you something. When I was introduced to NWA, yeah, of course. I did not say right. N words with attitude. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. like that's the honest truth. But Quentin does reflect a very honest sensibility that that, by the way, connects with a lot of white people. When yeah. you when when he played that role in Pulp Fiction, yeah, and he's in the garage. Do you see a sign above my house? You say dead nigga storage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, but that's but hey, man. I'm, Yo, I don't know any way other than th- than being real, real with it. Exactly, you got to be real with it. Like, and, and Quentin just does that, man. Like, and I'm all, I'm all for it, man. So, like I said, when I met him, and I was like, all right, this is my, I was like, ah, oh, man, I'm getting work with Quentin, cool. Yeah. But like, he already told me, like, you know, this is what's going to happen, and, it, and you know what? It never fell on any of us. It fell on him. He doesn't care. He, he didn't give a shit. Yeah. You know, he won the fucking Oscar. He won best screenplay. You know what I'm saying for Django? So. You know, whatever it is, it, 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 it I mean, it, it matter. I think it should have won Best Picture, personally. Oh, dude, it's one of the best pictures I've yeah, ever seen. It is, man. And he's good. He's Jamie great, Fox man. is fucking. All those dudes, man. Like, I'm telling you, that was like a master's class. I ain't, I've, like, when you say, what's my favorite movie? Like, I don't even have a lot of lines. I'm in a lot of the movie. I don't have a lot of lines. It's just me sitting back, watching these great actors, sitting, eating dinner with these dudes every night, you know, like, just soaking up all that knowledge, man. Even with all the producers, Reginald Hudlin, going out with Quentin every Friday, man. Like it's just that type of stuff, man. Like that's the experience you'll never. Get. It's a master's class. You're totally right. It's a master's class, and it's like, man, I've taken out, you know, all the classes that I took in college, and I, you know, all the classes I took after college. I'm like, it's nothing than sitting in front of, you know, uh, 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 Christoph Waltz. Christoph Waltz is amazing. Or sitting in front of Walton Goggins, 
and you just sitting and chilling in front of James Remar, and we just, you know, we just sitting and talking about this stuff, man. It's, it's nothing like that, man. It's like, oh, what? Leo, man. Because Leo, one thing about DiCaprio, man, like, we're the same age. What? Yeah, man. He's like 38. So oh, we've fuck, been. Fucker, I always look at him as 24. I know, right? Me too. But the thing is about, like, with, with him, it's like, we've always been the same age. So when he was 13 doing This Boy's Life, or 14 doing, like, you know, This Boy's Life, 16, 17 doing Basketball Diaries, I was always like, I got to get there. He's my, this is my contemporary, my mind. I'm like, this is my contemporary. Yeah. Like, so to be, like, with that dude, like, all the time, and, you know, sitting watching sports with him all the time while we were shooting a movie. And I was like, oh, I see why he's um, where he is. That motherfucker works hard as shit, dude. Does he really? Yo, he was reading. I hate hearing that. Yo, he was reading Wolf of Wall Street. He was doing notes and everything with Wolf of Wall Street while oh, in fuck, the I hate middle that. Of, of, of doing um, Django. You know, I was like. I'm changing God, my lifestyle, man. I'm going to start working more. Yo, that's what it is, though. Like, I'd tell anybody. Like, I don't know. Like, after I did Django, man, my, my shit just shot up. You know what I'm saying? I was like, because. I learned how to work. Like these dudes told me, and I saw how they work, man. Yeah. They, they are the best. It's like I go, I used to go to the set, fuck around or whatever. You know what I'm saying? The craft like, services, craft services, fucking, and shit. Like you know, what I'm saying? fucking talk shit to the to the makeup ladies. You know what I'm saying? Being a makeup trainer, talking shit, flirting and stuff, man. But no, I see how those dudes, man. I was like, oh my god, this is how it's supposed to be done. And all those dudes and Oscar nominated guys. You know what I'm saying? Walton Goggins got an Oscar. Kristoff got two. Jamie got one nominated for Samuel one. Jackson. Sammy been nominated. Samuel L's been nominated. Not Sammy. Samuel L's been nominated. You know, like these dudes are the greatest, man. It's like I see how they work, man. I see, and this is, and they go, they go a hundred percent all the time, even when the camera ain't on them, and it's a reverse shot. You like, God dang these. Even when the camera's not on them. Even when the camera ain't on them. That's when my face and shoulders drop. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, time. exactly. I just start <laughs> reading lines, man. <laughs> Get your ass up out of here. You I'm, know mouthing, I'm, I'm mouthing, what time's lunch? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now, those dudes are all in all the time, man. I'm like, okay, I see why. I see why. That's you know? fucking fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the best, man. Like that, that was easily the best experience, man. And like I said, I know people get mad and other directors get mad. And I work with some really good. I work with some good. I'm working with Brian Singer right now. I work with some really good directors. Man, but Quentin takes the cake, man. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's fucking insane. Cause I, cause I looked at, I looked at that movie, and it was, it was as, as heartstring pulling, yeah, as it was action. Intense. I know, and that's like, that's that's awesome right there. When you can do that, yeah, you can pull, the, you can pull strings of heart, but you still got to shoot them out. Every man. did now did, did did that? But did working on that movie? Did that change your perspective of going in and auditioning? Hell yeah, cause they told me, man, like um, Walton Goggins was like. I, we went out, I remember one day we went to a, a wine bar. We just sat and talked for like three. We talked for like six or seven hours, just me and him. And that's a good picture I got was up to, man. But he was just like, and this is, Walton Goggins is like one of the best television actors. Who, yeah, he, tell him, t- describe him so people know who he is. Cause he plays, right uh, 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 he's on Justified. He's the bad guy on Justified. I forgot who he played. I forgot his name uh, on Justified. But he used to be on The Shield. Um, God, I forgot the character name on The Shield. Um I was on the shield. He was on the shield. He was the. Uh, I was on the shield too. Were you really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he Wait, was. Who'd you play? I played JP. I had like one episode. Okay. I, played, well, I had one episode. What but, was your episode? What'd you do? Uh, they thought that they were chasing me for for the last year, but they was chasing because somebody stole my chain. Yeah. Um, Anthony Anderson, and he stole my chain because he was the bad guy for a season. 
So they thought they were chasing me. So they had me in an interrogation. I was like, dude, somebody broke in my house and took my television. You know, but like, I, but that was great. I had, that was, I really liked The Shield. I had a really great experience on The Shield. Who would you work with? Uh, Chickless. Okay. Was Chickless and then another guy. Uh, the Chickless and the director, I forget who the director was. Uh. It was a really, it was, it's, it's back, I, I, not that I don't want to be an actor as much anymore, uh. but I kind of found my, I found my comfort zone. Maybe not, maybe that's a bad thing, but I found what I really love doing is working the Travel Channel. Okay. I really yeah. love that job. And I, and I, and it, it is expanding my, you know, as a comic, all I really want to do, because, you know, I, like I'm a storyteller, is expand my, my horizons and know, and have different life experiences. And in this, it was definitely fucking doing that. Yeah. But, uh, and, I'm, and, I, and, and it's like once you get comfortable in something, then you feel that that's your strength. Right. And like acting for me was something I liked, but I, would never, I was never really 100% comfortable in, like I was never comfortable in film because I need people laughing. Yeah. So if I'm not doing something where they're laughing, I feel right. like I'm bombing. Right. And, and th- four camera sitcoms, great. Yeah. I feel like that, that is almost going away. Right, it is. But, yeah. So I played The Shield. I played uh, Peeping Tom. I was in a DWP outfit, and I had to look through a window and uh and i was watching people and and then they roll up on me they see me looking in a window they arrest me it turns out that i like my wife to have sex with black dudes and i like to watch oh okay so so i'm sitting on the thing and and i'm uh and i'm looking in the thing and i'm in i'm by the way i I was i may not have been a good actor but i was a very committed actor right so i believe my character would be touching himself right so i'm playing with my my dick yeah and I pull up and the girl pulls up. I can't remember her name, but she was one of the detectives. Right. She pulls up and they see me and they start walking up. And she goes, "Oh my god, what? He's touching like like yeah. and loses breaks character. Sees me playing with my dick and all, basically yells cut and tells the director he's touching his p- penis. And the director's like, "Oh, okay. <laughs> you really pull it out? Or no, 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 okay, no, 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 no. But I'm, I'm yeah, definitely, yeah. I'm definitely playing with it. Right, right. I'm really playing with it. Right. And so that was uh, Catherine, probably. That was probably Catherine. Uh, I don't uh, think so. I don't know. I'm, okay. I don't know who it was, but I don't. I, someone's told me her name. Okay. She wasn't like one of the big ones. Okay. What's okay? Because Catherine was. So um, okay. she they go okay okay go back to position A. Yeah. And then the director and checklist come up Do to it. me and they're like, uh, "Good choice." Yeah. And I was like, "What?" And they're like, "Listen, we're gonna hold her off. Don't do it when she comes up. But we're gonna do some tights of you right. playing with yourself. And, oh man! And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna yeah. cut in and we're gonna. So just get in the character, do your thing, and yeah. then when we when we're gonna tell you, tell you stop, and then when we do the thing, don't do it. But we'll cut that in the show. All right. Like, okay. So I go, and he's like, "All right, action." So I start. I'm going at it. Yeah. I'm going at it so long that I'm like, "Are they even filming this? Or are they just sitting back there going like, let's see how long we'll play with this dick? Let's see, let's see if he blows a load." I'm about to say they're trying to see if you're gonna <laughs> gonna bust one right quick. <laughs> and then they did the scene, but it was. It was it was fine. It was yeah. very short. It was a very short scene, but uh, but yeah, that was uh, that was like my one of my big acting breaks, and then, yeah. and then I started getting get into hosting, and I and it and it and it's it's a lot. It's an extension of my personality. I think had I grown up, had I gotten into this business in the eighties, I probably would have been um, on radio, right? I like I think. Oh yeah, DJ or something. Yeah. You know what? You know which one we like, man. I think you went to Cleveland. Yeah. And you did you go to you went to Cleveland and went to that 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 the the biggest roller coaster? Did you, oh yeah, you Cedar Point. One? Yeah, my, it's Cedar Point. My wife's from Cleveland. This is before we even knew who you were. And she was like, "See, look at this. Uh, this is like we didn't even know you." And she was like, "Look, uh, this is Cleveland because we used to work, we watch with the show all the time." Yeah, it was like, and she kept telling me, "Have you been to Cleveland before? You've been to Cleveland? Oh yeah, Point. a lot. Yeah, Sandusky, Ohio. So you okay? That's where it's it was. A, yeah, Sandusky. Yeah, yeah." 
And she kept like, see, this is the big. She kept talking about Cleveland. Oh, dude, it is. Yeah. That that theme park is like I used to say. It's like Dubai, the Midwest. It's, it is. It's like a. It's like a. It's like an oasis. I sat in one ride and I said, "How much did this cost?" And he, I, I'm going to say the number. I don't remember that. He's like yeah. 21 million, and I was like 21 million for 13 seconds to make me lose my mind. Right. Someone invested 21 million dollars yeah. to give me 13 seconds of just memory, like right. of just like what the fuck? Right. It is. That's top dollar dragster. It's one of the. It's one of the craziest theme parks ever. It is hardcore, no questions asked. The most amount of thrills packed in. They say that Six Flags Magic Mountain is better right now. Is it really? Yeah, except they put in rides that are the top. They got this one, the X Factor or something. Yeah. That is, you're in a ball that spins and rolls and flames shoot out at oh, you. Oh, shit. Dude, Superman, me and Warren Sapp, I, was, I said something about Warren Sapp on ESPN. Yeah. And Warren Sapp heard it. Yeah. And this is a great Warren Sapp story, by the way. He's he you, you know Warren right? Yeah, I know Warren. Uh, and so yeah. um, I see your Tampa Bay Buccaneers hat on too. Yeah. You know I'm a Falcon fan. I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about Roddy White uh, betting that guy? Oh, I love Roddy. I love him, but he he's eat off of Twitter. Yeah, he needs to get the off. fuck off of Twitter, man. Some people do not belong on no. Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but Warren's uh, heard me talking shit about him. He said, if you could ride one roller coaster with one person, who would it be? I said, Warren Sapp, because he screams like a little girl. Oh, shit. And I was yeah. like, you know, there's a little girl, a little, little white girl inside Warren Sapp. And, oh, that's and, hilarious. And Warren Sapp's like, <laughs> hit me on Twitter. He's like, yo, you birthed the conquer? I was like, oh, that's how it read. Yeah. And I was like, uh-oh. But then uh, he ended up doing an episode. We ended up oh, doing Superman, dope. the one yeah. where you shoot up backwards at like 90 miles an hour up, you know, 400 feet. Oh, did he scream like a bitch? He did. Uh, you know what? On Eastbound and Down, I, uh, I I play him. Like, if you like, I play, the character I play on Eastbound is fucking Warren Sapp. Really? Like, I, I've studied Warren Sapp so much. So, Dontel on Eastbound is actually Warren Sapp. Warren, did you hear that? Everyone hit up Warren right now. Yo, I think he knows it. He hasn't. I said it on ESPN. And yeah. They say it, too. They like, yo, that's now, Warren Sapp. Now, yeah. what's uh, what's Danny McBride like? He's the shit, man. I love Danny. He's the nicest man in the world. He's nothing like any of the characters that he plays. What do they, t- what do they say? God, man, because, you know, he plays that character so you well. You would think that's him, yeah. Because you, you, you go, you're like, it's got to be. Everyone tells me, you, rem- you remind me of uh, Kenny Powers. Right, okay. Yeah, because I guess I kind of have like a, I don't know, whatever, I don't fucking know. I take my shirt off a lot. Okay. So, so uh, but <laughs> but like that, when I first saw the pilot episode. Dude, I was hooked from the pilot. From the pilot. I told Danny that shit years ago, though. I was like, man. Matter of fact, when we was doing Jank, when I was doing Django and he was doing This Is The End, I was like, we, we had a party. And I was like, dude. You bringing the you bringing the show back? He was like, I don't know, man. He said, I don't know. You know, it's up to HBO. I was like, you gotta bring that shit back. You gotta bring me on there, man. But dude, I said, because I said I've been hooked since the pilot, man. It's he's it, you know it's it's not even it's not even the big parts of that show. It's yeah. the little parts. Right. Like when he's talking to the two girls in the cafeteria with his tray, and he goes, "Say I won't slam this tray in that trash can." And they're like, don't do it. And he goes, say, I won't. And they're like, Danny. And he goes, or, or whatever, Kenny. And he just goes, damn, I did that. Like, yeah. I mean, that kind of personality <laughs> just fucking makes me laugh so hard. I, I call that kind of person. He's, he's, a, um, he's, he's a dumbass know-it-all. Yeah. You know, that's the type of dude that is. It's like, yeah. God damn. It's like, yeah. It's a lot. I know a lot of people like that, too. He's in, yeah. This is the end when he wakes up out of the, to- out of the tub yeah. and starts smoking a joint. Oh man, dude! You, but you know, like it's so crazy because like the whole movie has been going on, but as soon as like you see the damn the shoes, the cowboy boots, and you see the Jerry curl, I mean, when I was in the movie theater, everybody was like, "Oh!" 
it's like that. I was like, yo, it's all these stars in the movie, but y'all love Danny like that. Yeah. And I, we, we, you know, we, we, cause, um, we were shooting, um, uh, 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 Eastbound. Uh, it was that last, I guess we were shooting it uh, when the movie came out, when when this is the end came out. So I was like, so I'm already working with Danny every day, and I'm like, damn, y'all motherfuckers really love this dude, man. And I was like, he ain't nothing like that, man. I was like, they'd be really disappointed if they meet him, man. Really? Yeah, man, because he's such a, he's sort of quiet too, man. He's really like soft spoken, you know, unless you get some lick up in him. But you that's see, that's the thing that like I I think. I think you probably got it too, but like, I never wanted. I it, it, it's, it's. I'm sure it's the reason I'm, I'll be going to therapy very shortly. Mm-hmm. I never wanted people to see me on TV or on stage, right. and then see me off stage and be I was a different person. Right. Like I remember. I remember Tosh. You see him on stage, Daniel Tosh. When you yeah. see him on stage, he's he's one guy, and right. then when he's off stage, he's completely different. Right. And you and I remember Dane Cook is the quintessential example of what I didn't understand. Right. On stage, he's this confident swagger having. Right. Like, like party is happening right now. Like, you almost go, I gotta smoke weed with that guy. Right, right. Off stage, he is very quiet behind a computer, just kind of into, like, maybe playing a little bit of the guitar. Yeah. Chatting online with fran- fans. Right. Like, he didn't want to do anything crazy. Right. Like, let's go see Star Wars. Yeah. Like, and I just was like... And and I I when I coming out of college I was devoted to the number one party animal in the country by Rolling Stone. Oh no Stone. shit! Yeah, Rolling Stone. Did, did, yeah. did I hear that from? Okay, what yeah. school did you go to? Florida State. <sighs> so when I got into stand up, stories about fucking Tallahassee. But go ahead, dude. Tallahassee. I fucking love that city. Man. Did you go down there? Yeah, man. I used to I used, I used to have a friend. I, I had a homegirl who went to I'm FAMU, and I had another homegirl who went to Florida State at the same damn time. Oh. So I used to take trips out there. They never knew it by each other. I was I, I used to work at an organization called Safe Escort, uh-huh. and it was basically we walked girls across campus. Yeah, and for the long rides, you you drive it. We had a we had like a state issued car, right? Like some like bullshit. Like what are they? Were those old cop cars? Yeah, the Crown Fix. Yeah, and yeah. so and you knew for a fact whenever you got a call. And it was a black name of a girl. Oh, you're, you're going like, to fam you. we're going to fam you. Yep. And, you, and we were not. And, and, and we weren't Tanisha allowed. Tanisha yeah. Jenkins. <laughs> and they got they got hip to it, and they yeah. started calling in, going Jennifer. Yeah, because y'all didn't want to drive the uh, fam. Yeah. And well, no, we weren't allowed to. Okay. We weren't allowed to drive off campus. It was because right. of Florida State function. We couldn't gotcha. take it to another school. All right. And That's true. Yeah. Every fucking time, <laughs> I, every time I got in the car, I I pull up to uh, I forget the name of the hall, but one of the one of the hall. I pull up yeah. and uh, and you'd see one girl by the door yeah. and then you pull up and then she'd wave and eight girls would come running out. Oh, they got a free taxi ride. I'm going to a party. Yeah. And then they get in and they're like, we're going just like right off. Like, and they, they'd go, we'll give you directions. Yeah. I go, just tell me where the fuck you're going and I'll take you. And they, they were like, give you a dick suck or not? No. Oh, that fucking then, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, you're right. Give me a dick suck. That's all it is. And then, and then they go, uh, can you pick us up? Oh, <laughs> like, man. Yeah, like, no, I'm not going to fucking pick you up. <laughs> Hell but, no. Yeah, that was Tallahassee was a fun fucking place. So you were, vote, you were voted um, biggest party animal. Yeah, number one party animal How in the, the country. How did you get that? I don't know. I was, I honestly, the, honestly. Who, ne- who nominates you on that? Nobody. Oh. The Rolling Stone. They just saw they, you? They, they saw wanted you? to do an article about Florida State. Yeah. And, uh, and so they came down and they wanted to party with one guy. Right. And that was me. So this journalist... Was like you. I basically I was the guy that knew the most people. Right. Knew, I'd been there the longest, so I was going to show him around school. So he came down, stayed with me, and I showed him around school. I showed yeah. him 
oh, like all the cool parties and all the fucking. But in the process, what happened is everyone told him a crazy story about me. Oh, they were okay. like, oh, you hear about the time Bert shit on a pizza box win an election? <laughs> and I was like, and he was like, no. And they're like, well, let me tell you. Right. And then he's like, did you, did you tell you the time about Bert did this? And so all these stories started accumulating. And he goes back to New York. He writes the article about Florida State. Uh-huh. And then as he does that. Uh, he realizes it's too broad a subject. Right. And Jan Werner, from what I understand, everything's from what I understand, by the way, because I wasn't in the office of New right. York, but apparently Jan Werner, the editor, was like, let's just make it about this kid. Right. And so he's like, okay. So he whittled it down and just made it about me. And so, like, the opening line is like, it took, it's, I remember thinking, I hope I'm in the article. I hope they mention me. Right. Because I was like, I stayed, I spent a week with him. I hope he mentions me. Right. And the opening line is, it has taken Burt Kreischer six and a half years to become what he is today, and that is the number one party animal in the country at the number one party school. Yo, you were in school for six and a half years. Yeah. God damn, I love it. <laughs> and it changed my life. Yo, did you start- You know what? You, can I tell you something Go fucking ahead. crazy? Yeah. Ah, this is so crazy. That article came out yeah. April 1st. Oh, this is the what? It's today's April first. Yeah, it is. This is what anniversary is. Oh, nineteen ninety-seven, April first. What is that? We're old. Uh, seventeen years. Seventeen years ago, that oh, article came geez. out. That article came out today. That is so crazy. And I remember getting it. Yeah. And Beck was on the cover, oh, and I shit, thought it was yeah. me for a second. Oh, did you really? <laughs> I, did. I was like, <laughs> I look good. Copper. <laughs> my hair looks full. Dang. And so I read it, and it changed my life. I. Uh, I got interviewed by a bunch of people. Yeah, um, Johnny Knoxville. This is like not by this is ninety ninety seven. So Johnny Knoxville, shit. I mean, he's taking shit no, now. He, oh, this he, before Jackass, but way before. When Jackass came out, like ninety nine, two thousand, uh, probably two thousand ninety nine. Okay, he okay. was a, he was ESPN did a series commercials. They sent a tour bus down. Yeah. to 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 shoot a commercial with me. Okay. They, they were touring and they were going to shoot a commercial with me about partying. Yeah, and so they pulled in Tallahassee in a tour bus, and the two actors were Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. and some other guy. I don't remember the other guy's name. Okay. And so me and Johnny Knoxville partied for like two nights straight. Didn't go to sleep, did you? No. Oh no, we probably did. But he, I remember him being at the top of my stairs, going, "I can throw myself down a flight of stairs. Anyone want to see?" And oh we were like, shit! Like he was crazy. Yeah, he was fun. I, we sat in this tour bus, smoked weed, and, and watched. Uh, Videos of these kids trying to knock themselves out with bottles, and like just these kids, like yeah. And uh, so then, so then, yeah, it changed my life. It really changed my life because I didn't have any direction. Were you I, were you doing comedy at that point? No, I had never done it. Yeah. But in the article, I said I wanted to do stand up. So this one um, radio station uh, put together a stand up show. Yeah, they're like, you want to try it? We'll do it. We'll pr- use use a promotion. Right. So they promoted it with me as the headliner. Yeah, sold out. Uh, Pop bellies packed. By the way, I would never do stand up at pop bellies now. Okay, okay. Okay. I would never do any of the shit I did now. Like, of course, four yeah, comics yeah. and me. Yeah. Every comic doing 15 to 20 minutes. I would never fucking allow that. Right. I would right. never allow that if I was doing a show at a bar. Right. That the sound system sucked. Right. They'd never done stand up there. Right. Right. And all the comics were like seasoned Florida comics that all came up to Tallahassee for the show. Right. And then they I hated you. And they, all of them. Yeah. All, no, I take that up. One guy gave me really great advice that I've taken. To this day, and I've, I've broken this advice, but I, I'm glad he gave me this advice. Right before I was about to go on stage, everyone was kind of like, uh, like, like looking down their nose at me, like waiting for me to bomb right. and realize that I'll never be a comic. Right. That they're comics. Right. And I had a, I had a Miller Lite, and uh, I was gonna drink a beer before I went on stage. Yeah. And this guy, I can't remember his name. I, I kind of do because I think he continued to do stand up. Uh huh. Um, stopped me and said, uh, "Hey, man, I'm." Just, gonna give you nothing for nothing that's a really bad habit to get into 
I was like, what? And he's like, if you start drinking right now before you go on your first time, you'll always need to drink before you go on. Uh, and he's like, so d- don't. Just do it sober. Right. And I was like, okay. So right. I did it sober. I did it stone sober. Yeah. And I and now, adversely, I am better at stand-up when I'm sober. Okay. Like, yeah. like, uh, but So I did it. I headlined. I killed. I got offered my morning really? show. Yeah, I got some radio. The radio station said, why yeah. don't we give you your own morning show? In Tallahassee, and I asked the guy who I was going to take over for, I was going to partner with him for like a little bit, yeah. and then he was going to leave and it would be mine. Right. And I go, well, why aren't you staying? And he goes, who the fuck wants to live in Tallahassee? And I was like, well, not me now. So I moved to New York. Right. Um, Oliver Stone optioned the rights to my life in that, in that, in that time. Really? Yeah. Like his company, not Oliver, no, obviously. Like, okay, yeah. Yeah. His company started that process of a free option, yeah. and, uh, and I moved to New York, and I started doing stand-up. Okay. And, and, and I had the confidence of knowing that Oliver Stone had optioned the rights to my life to think like... To think like yeah. I'm worth something, yeah. And then I got up and I started doing stand up, and like six months into doing stand up, Will Smith's company discovered me. Man, you live the fucking charmed life. Uh, let me tell you something. I am well aware of that, and I there are times in my life where I stop and I breathe and I go, "All right, hold on." There is a child in a blood diamond mine right now, and I'm sitting in a at the Jamaican Inn on a peninsula in an infinity <laughs> pool right. that is private. It is part of my room. Right. So like I, I've 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 always tried to like. I don't know, not that I do shit for it, but like, you know, like whenever anyone says any charity event, yeah. now that I say this, everyone's going to get fucking hammered on Twitter, right. but I always try to do that no, that's and, dope, though. and yeah. pay it forward as a tad bit. Yeah. But, uh, dang, that is really, oh man. So you, man, oh, that's, that's, it's, it's, a, it's, wow. it's luck. It's but a lot no, of luck. But no, it's not luck. You know what it was? It's a lot of, well, I'm the luckiest guy you'll ever fucking it, meet. It, it's lightweight, but the thing about it, you were in school for seven years. I was, oh yeah, there was So no, you were a grown ass man when you got out of school. Yeah. This was seven, it's not like you were a 21 year old guy. Like, okay, what I'm going to, like, you were like, what, 24, probably 23? I was 25. 25. Like, so it's like, that's grown. It's like, okay. I was 25. I'm, I'm I, could, I could rent a car. Right. You know, <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> So you you could run for senator. No, I mean, like, <laughs> so you were cool. I mean, that's like you had a grasp of it. You had you like okay, I know what I can do. I had a little bit. Moving to New York was a real eye opener. That's real. That's especially what, for like kids like us. Where you in? Oh, uh, village, the village. Okay. Um, I, I say kids like mm-hmm. us because growing up in the South, yeah, you don't have worldly like views. That is true. Yeah. Like Leanne had never had. <laughs> Leanne had never had Chinese food. No. I swear. Was she from Marietta? You don't, no, you know what? She grew up in Little Five Points, too. I, no, she had Chinese no, food. No, she lived in, she lived in uh, a town called Bowden. Bowden. It's like right, you know where Carrollton is? She grew up okay. in the sticks. In the sticks, yeah. And she, but she used to be in Little Five Points a lot, though, right? Yeah, she, she grew yeah. up. Her mom lived there. Oh, she, she did? Okay. Yeah, so she okay. grew up around there. Okay. Little Five Points is pretty cool. Fucking love Little Five Points. I was watching something on HGTV the other day, and somebody was trying to move in. Uh, was one of those um, real estate things. Yeah, they do a lot of those in Atlanta. Yeah, because this one lady, Egypt, is a real estate lady in Atlanta. The, the black lady, she's yeah. a real pretty chick. She does it. She does her show in Atlanta. And I look at that. Man, I want to move back so bad, but I'm like, fuck. I'm on so many damn TV shows. What about what about uh, you want to be a superhero? I want to be a superhero, man. Okay. I got to fucking get in the jam. What about uh, what's what's your plan? My buddy, by the way, my buddy Terry, yeah, has a great superhero script. Oh, really? Yeah. What is it about? I'll tell you. When okay, we, get we done. have because I don't want to spoil it. Yeah. I don't know if he sold it, yeah. but Terry's got the greatest superhero script. That at first he wrote about a kid, yeah. But I'm telling you, yeah, it's a fucking. I it could be a hilarious comedy superhero script. See, you know what? I'll tell you what happened. All right, so one of. All right, so I'm watching TV all every day. But well, one of my best friends in the world, man, he's been calling me the whole fucking time we're here. 
So he's playing Captain America and shit, right? What? No, he's playing in Captain America. He's playing uh, Falcon. Really? Anthony Mackie. Wait. Anthony uh, Mackie. The black dude? Yeah. He he's been in a lot of movies. He's a lot of shit. Yeah, Hurt Locker, everything. Yeah. 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 Uh, what was the one I just saw him in? And I was like, I saw him in Gangster Squad or something. I don't know. I saw him in uh in uh Gangster Squad. Gangster Squad. Yeah. Yeah. He was. I saw him in Captain America. Yeah. And I was like, he's got fucking wings on. Yeah. We were just me me and my wife were just with him like they had the premiere, uh, three weeks ago, two or three weeks ago. We went to the premiere with him and his wife because we're you know, I was like, man, I'm like, this motherfucking rich man. Yeah, he rich now. Yeah, I need a couple of those. Are dollars. they gonna make? Are they gonna make a single movies about him? I don't know, but they're making Avengers. They're doing everything, and he's in all those. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah! Man. That's dude. That is. Yeah. The and they're doing a the part spot. three to Captain America, and he, he's doing that too. So. Would you trade your path right now? Nah. Hold on. Uh-huh. Hold on. Your path right now. Yeah. Where you are getting to work with. The best directors, the yeah. best actors, having great life experiences, having wine with Leo and Samuel L. Jackson right. and all these great things. And the opportunities that will just simply compound onto that. Right. Doing a fucking period piece about World War II. Right. Where, you know, like with, 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 uh, with, with Martin Scorsese, whatever is in your path. Right. For, okay? Uh-huh. For one kind of sellout that defines you. You, no one will see past that character, like say you're Batman, or right. or or uh, or you become a superhero. Like stamp every time you see him, all you see is that thing. But you do five of those pictures, and you're, worth like, and you're done. Worth like a billion. Worth you're like, worth like you. You end up at the billion. end. You're 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 worth like let's let's just ballpark it like two hundred fifty million. Two hundred fifty million. But but when you go to read Quentin's, like man, I wish I could, but yeah. all I see is is. Uh, is Shaft or what? Not right. that's a bad example because Samuel L. Jackson did that, but yeah, or fucking, or I'm trying to think of who the example Cage or somebody, whatever. The like, example of that guy who once you see him, you can't see anything past Adam you. West or somebody like that. Yeah, like, like yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Um, you know what? Nah, I like because I'm an actor for real. Like, so I like characters. Yeah, you know, I like to create characters, and that's because it's, it's playing, it's fun. Yeah. So like, dude, I'm doing in like. Okay, I, we ended Rake about a month ago. Now I'm on Battle Creek with Vince Gilligan and 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 Ryan Singer and shit and yeah. David Shore. And then I'm and then we we just shooting a pilot for that. And then we're going that and after that, then like next week I start um, uh, Ray Donovan. I like that. Yeah, that's fun to me. That's like, but fuck that 250 be talking man, dude. Because what is life about? Is life about proving that you're uh, talented and creative, or is life just about providing for your family and relaxing and having a great life? Yeah, because you can really like go to like you can, and you can change the, people's lives. You can, and you can live on a beach, like uh, have a beach bar. Bora, Bora How fucking great would that be? What would you do? Uh, I sell out. I think I would too. Yep. And you know, I, I and I was gonna try to be like real arts, artsy about it, but I think I would sell out. I'd sell out because that's all I talk about is like. And you know what? You know how many lives you changed. Like I just I was on the phone with my brother before um before I came in, and we were talking about you know like how our neighbor our, our how Decatur Georgia like where we're from like the part that we're from is like really going down. We we're like man, all he needs is like fifty million dollars. Yeah, of like you know buildings and and businesses and this that and the other, and you could really revitalize that community. I think I'd sell out. Yeah, I'd sell out, and I'd cure one thing like planters warts. 
that, so that all anyone ever saw was like, yeah, man, we don't have planners warts anymore. Burke Chrysler got rid of that yeah, shit. Yeah. Like, be like the the Jonas Salk of polio, right? But, right. but just something smaller that you can right. afford. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, you know, there's no one that borns cross-eyed anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, or just like, just yeah. say something like, click here, something like that. Like Jessica Simpson's, I, w- by the way, is which is the most brilliant. Uh, uh, I think is the most meaningful and brilliant uh, charity to give to is Operation Smile. It's oh, okay. Cleft palates. Right. It's like, dude, oh, that's how, real yeah. Yeah. It, and, and it's, it's like $1,000 for one kid and you fix his cleft palate. I, I want to say it's 1000 Maybe it's like, it might be like 100 bucks. No shit. And, and, and you, I forget what it is. Go to operationsmile.com. But like, you and I'm not saying about kids in America. That'll get right. fixed. It's the kid in Mexico. Right. Don't make him grow up. And I, and I mean this, but like a monster, right? Like right. like a, like someone who looks so different, right. you can't help but look. Let that kid have a fucking life, right. and have a smile. Let yeah. him enjoy life. I have fucked up teeth when I was growing up. Right. George's teeth and my teeth, we have the same teeth. Okay, like, and I I did not start smiling, yeah. like really enjoying the moment yeah. until I got my teeth fixed. Right, and I'll tell you what, that changed my personality. Night and fucking day. Right. I went from like like oh, oh and I'd cover my mouth right. to like ah! yeah, and yeah, who I am yeah. now where all you see is me smiling. Right, right. But that is it's a big game changer. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know what? Yeah, I sell out and I do some good shit. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like it's like <laughs> I'm getting old because I'm I would sell out. Yeah. Fuck it. But it's like what do you you know, yeah. what do you want to be? And you get money in, in, in perpetuity, right? You just like your family. Okay, now how about this? Now, okay, you, what about real sellout? Like real sellout? Like what? Like like you play a you, coon, like a, a blackface type shit? No, I was say I can't do that. No, no, no. <laughs> 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 oh, watermelon and shit. No, oh, no, balls, I got you. No, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just meant, I just meant like, uh, like, like playing like the. Oh, hold on. Right. Let's see. When it was brutal. Okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> my 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 uh, old manager uh-huh. texted me and asked me if I could do a podcast with him. Okay. So I was like, uh, yeah, sure. He's got a podcast. It's actually really you actually really like the podcast. Okay. It's called Industry Standard. Okay. And uh, and it's he just talks about the industry. It's really fucking interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, and okay. so um, no, I meant like real sellout, like. Like, uh, like, um, Saved by the Bell or something like, something like, uh, and, and, but like, like really bad. Yeah. Just where it's, you're not really tapping into your talent as an actor. You're doing a sitcom and it runs for eight years yeah. and you will not work after that, but you'll have like How much? $20 million. Uh, I think I can make 20 million, man. Um, uh, 200 or something. That's a different beast. Did, when, did you ever, do you look at your life as going one day I'll own a yacht? You know what? I just got. I just came back from Mexico with a whole bunch of football players, and we were just down there. I was looking at these yachts, man, and uh, I was like, "Damn!" I was like, "I think I can get one of those." I always believe it. I think so. I, I believe think so. it. I believe it. But that, you know, and I was talking to one of the guys, one of the financial advisors. He's like, "The best, the two best days. Yeah, the two best days of having a boat is the day you buy it and the day you sell it." Yeah. And like, cause this is a fucking money pit. Hey, will you come in when I do my audio book and say the N-word for me? Okay, can I? Yeah, yeah. I'll be the one to say, I do it all day. <laughs> you know what? I don't even say it as much as I used to either, man. I know because I'm trying to, um, trying to do better. Yeah. It's, I am. I'll tell you what, man. I do believe there is power in words. Yeah. And, and I'm talking about power in words 
in the simplest things. Like when people see me in the mornings, right. and, I, and they're like, hey, Bert, how you doing? And I, I, a lot of times I'll just go tired. Yeah. And then all of a sudden that dictates your energy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and I believe that, I believe that, like me, I curse a lot around the girls. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> it's I, so funny because when George was over and we were watching the movie, I said, this guy curse words. I said, we can't watch this. George was like, my dad curses all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, am I doing it to me? Like, yeah, my dad does too. <laughs> my, yeah, George, yeah. my kids grew, my kids are growing up with a very cultured sense of humor. Yeah. Like they, yeah, mine are too, man. It, got to, yeah. He's, uh, Isla said the other day, Leanne said something and I was in a bad mood. Yeah. And Isla goes, ah, mom, he needs to stop sucking on his mama's teeth. And I go, where did you hear that? She goes, the farm. <laughs> the farm. The that's farm. where they go to, yeah. yeah. Did she go to the farm every Friday or something? Oh, yeah. Well, Leanne yeah. ran the farm. Oh, did she? Yeah, because she grew up on a farm. Oh, So okay. Leanne ran the farm and turned that shit around. Okay. Because Leanne grew up on a farm. She There's a farm up- at our daughter's school, at our kid's school, and my, my kid goes there every Friday. So It was, yeah, Leanne ran the farm for like two yeah. years, and then it just became too much because she's running – my business and and she was just, I can't she didn't have time for it yeah um yeah I look I think about selling out like like selling out like 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 hardcore like like, like Saved by the Bell yeah or <laughs> like what if I started you know but you could do but you could do comedy forever though comedy is the one thing Travel Channel's been so brilliant to me yeah. and they've been like you know what y- your comedy is what it is as right. long as as long as you provide the service to us and when you promote for us you realize our brand. Yeah. We will always respect that you have a, an art that you do on the side that is stand-up comedy. Right. And we'll never infringe on it. You right. We want your voice to be you. And they're like, they're like you can be the Bob Saget of Travel Channel. I was about want. to ask you, could you be Bob Saget? Because he sold out. Yeah, but see, because he, he can still do, he can still, how much is he making a night, though? He's making good money. I mean, he's I mean, not he making, make it, he's, he's, not, not, he's not making like, he's making good money. Let me, I'll tell you what. I'll making tell you, five figures a night, right? Uh, he, I'll tell you right now. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah. Uh, he, I did a college with him one time. This is a yeah. pro Bob Saget story, hardcore. I did a college with him one time, and and I was supposed to feature for him. Right. And I was like, "How much am I getting paid?" And they're like, "Well, I think Bob just requested you, so you got to figure that out with Bob." And in my head, I'm like, "Ah, oh, shit." Bob gave me three thousand fucking dollars. Wow. To do f- ten minutes, he gave wow. me three thousand dollars, and when I walked up, he was the nicest guy in the world. Yeah. He was like, "Hey, man, I." I really appreciate you doing this. This yeah. is really cool. And he's very fucking grounded. I remember telling him sometime one time that someone had an assistant, and I was thinking about getting an assistant. Yeah. He was like, what the fuck do you need an assistant for? He goes, you do need an assistant, though. <laughs> I probably do, yeah. but I, I got my wife. <laughs> yeah, <okay. laughs> you think you guys going to have more kids? Yeah. 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 I need a son, man. <laughs> I need, like, I need to throw a football to somebody. Shit. I just got the girls into softball, and I'm fucking loving it. And my girls have no athletic ability. I don't get it. Oh, bring them over here for a day. Okay. Because I, I used to coach. I played baseball really competitively growing up yeah. and, and got into, like, like all-county status okay. in Florida, which was big. That's then, big shit. Baseball and then, yeah. in Florida? Yeah. And then was going to go on and play it. I got an, I got an, an, I say offer. I got an offer to play at Duke. Okay. And then uh, and the Citadel. Yeah. And then, uh, and then Florida, smart. Florida. No, I was dumb as shit. I was dumb as shit. Those were two like good. Those were good schools. Sports, sports. And right. so, and then Florida State kind of. Florida State was like a hey, come on, come on baseball. Yeah, come on in, walk on, and we'll you know basically we'll, the shit. Though. Like we'll yeah. let you try out, right? Kind of thing. But you know they, uh, but it was like a you know they had shown interest because I I caught for Brad Radke and Brad Radke oh, went went okay. pro. Yeah. So everyone saw me catch, and right. they were like, well, he can definitely catch, and he can hit. Let let him know that you know he can come on up. So right. I went up. I went on to the first day, and the coach was like, "Yeah, you're good." Uh, and I 
and then he, I remember him saying, why don't you go down to the bullpen and catch 90 pitches off of each of the pitchers. And, uh, 90 and, pitches off of each pitcher? Yeah, so they do to – they would – a pitcher's got to throw like every day – or not every day, every third day, I think. Yeah. Throw Always throw 90 pitches right. to keep his arm strong. So it's because that's <laughs> like the average for a game that you'll let a pitcher throw. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I remember I walked off the field. I walked out fucking left field fence – and I walked back to my dorm, and I was like, "I'm done with baseball." Why is that? Because you felt like you I was expected. Like, I was no, 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 no. I was. I just was like, I don't want to catch pitches. Mm-hmm. I don't want to catch. I'll be catching the bullpen the rest of my fucking life. Right. And I walked up to my buddy Obi. I was like, I think there's a spot available on the team. Right. And my buddy Obi went in and played, and yeah. he was like, it was fucking the worst. Yeah. He was like, it was horrible. Um, because that's like, uh, Florida State is like one of the top five programs of baseball, right? Yeah, world, yeah. I mean, country, right? Yeah, and I, I would have been. I, I'm guarantee you, I would have been like a red shirt. Freshmen right. of who could who would just catch, catch bullpen yeah. so that they didn't tire out the real catchers and I and I was not good enough to play at Florida State I can promise you that maybe okay. I, as I got older and if I played hard and I practiced hard but right. I, I, look I, steroids you been real good dude I'm thinking about doing steroids now I'm thinking about doing HGH right now I, yeah it's not that bad HGH is supposed to be good for you right yeah good, it you keeps you young testosterone that's what I'm thinking about doing is that bad now, they're not gonna do superhero yeah. Cause I see what a lot of them dudes do, man. I Tell see what a lot it. of those. Huh? I see a lot of the actors do. Like you were 170 pounds last week. Now you 192. <laughs> what happened? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, you 192 last week. Now you're 180. Nope. What kind of music you listen to now? You know what, man? I don't even listen to music. I'm getting fucking old. My kids. listen What do you to work stuff. out to? Uh, sports talk and Are you podcasts. Serious? Really. Podcast and sports. Talk. What are your podcasts that you listen to? Uh, yours. I listen to Greg's. I listen to uh, uh, Jason Whitlock. I listen to something called Combat Jack. I listen. Let me see. I got there's a, there's a podcast a lot called of Wrestling Podcast, too. You like wrestling? I love pro wrestling, man. Really? Hell yeah. Do you listen to Sam uh, Prime, uh, Colt Cabana? Hell yeah. Man, Colt, we talk going back and forth on. Um, on, on, on when are you in New York yeah. next? I don't know, man. Somebody just asked me that. I don't know. I don't know where I'm anywhere next. I mean, um, my buddy Sam Roberts has it knows loves Colt, loves, loves wrestling. wrestling. Oh, okay, and he gets like Hulk Hogan, all those guys on his podcast. Yeah, I listen. Let me see. I got uh, Jim Ross. I listen to Jim Ross Report. I listen to uh, you know Jim Nerdist. Ross. You got Nerdist on there. I got Nerdist. I'm, I'm on Nerdist sometimes. Really? I'm on Nerdist. I'm, I'm, I'm on Nerdist. I'm doing Nerdist next Nerdist, month. But this is the Nerdist uh, uh, wrestling. Shut I up. Do, I do this a lot. Really? I'm on these are my friends, yeah. I'm on this podcast a lot. Two podcasts? And I do nerds. Make flying yeah. so easy. You got Fitz Dog. Yep. Cheap Heat is another one I listen to. So this is another wrestling. I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Um, you should listen to Rogan. You ever listen to Rogan? Yeah, I used to listen to Rogan a lot. Man. Yeah. And you know, because he's real smart, man. He's smart as fuck. I told yeah. him I told him that last week, I was like I was like, Your podcast is really just you hanging out with intellectuals these That's days. That's what it is, yeah. And 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 getting smarter. And if you listen to his podcast, you're just gonna get smarter. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. Yeah, man. I was like, dude, I don't remember Joe Rogan being that smart, but yeah, man, that's what it he's is. He's a smart motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. What um um so what? Okay, so we we've done about an hour. Let's okay. uh, let's do another one like a month. You want? Sounds to? good to me, brother. I I love talking to you. I could I I'm so glad. Leanne kept saying to me, "Omar wants to do your podcast." I want to do your podcast. I was like, "Man, I said," Burr. she was like, "Yeah, my because I didn't know that yeah. that, that you were George's father." She was like, "Yeah, my husband's bird. He yeah, he does." It. I said, "Who's your husband?" <laughs> I'm like, Bert the Conqueror." <laughs> This fucking podcast. I can't have one of the best podcasts in the world. I know. I know. I was like, man. Because, my, yeah, my daughter comes over here a lot. I, yeah. She's over yeah. here all the time, man. And I was like, what? 
Oh, I said bird here. Like, no, bird's in fucking Indonesia or some shit. <laughs> you know? We'll like, do this. Do you drink? Hell yeah. I drink. Okay, I'm let's looking do, like over there. I'm like, yeah. Let's do uh, like uh, I'm back in. I'm gone all of April. Okay. But I'm back in May. May. Let's do one evening podcast in May. We'll have a few cocktails. Sounds good to me, brother. Sounds good? Yes. What's your uh, Twitter? Uh, Omar Dorsey. Very easy. D O R S E Y. D O R S E Y. O M A R. Yeah. And uh, and any, anything you want to promote? Well, I got. Um, I'm I'm doing Ray Donovan this season. That starts in the uh, in the summer. I think it starts. In I really June. think. I really think podcasting is yeah. going to change the profile of actors. Once yeah. actors, because like you're someone that's kind of embraced. Podcasting right. wholeheartedly, right. and I guarantee you that people are going to lose their shit when they see you on. They'll, they'll hear your voice right. and recognize your voice and go, "Oh shit, that's Omar!" Yeah, yeah. I guarantee yeah. you, yeah. man. I guarantee you, it'll, yeah. it's going to increase pro because it works with comics. Yeah, and it works with sports figures. It does. Yeah, but man, I think that I yeah. think, and you're one of the first guys to really embrace it. Actors are sometimes weird about coming on and man, talking about the craft, or yeah. Yeah. you know. And I think they don't want to make a mistake. I fucking make mistakes. I mean, they don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, I say the wrong shit all the time, man. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. You, you sue me. I don't give a shit. You know, so it's one of those things. So you're on Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan. And I'm doing this new, uh, another new show um, called Battle Creek. It's with Vince Gilligan. That's the guy who uh, created Breaking Bad. And um, Brian Singer is the director. And and uh, he's directing the pilot. We're shooting it right now. And David Shore, the guy, is the creator of uh, House. So that's a new pilot that I'm shooting right now. And it's, actually, I picked up 13 episodes. Gosh, so. that's a good feeling, isn't it? Yeah, man. It's like, it's like, yeah, because I'm on, and I'm actually on a show right now called Rake with uh, Greg Kinnear. That's great. Yeah, man. So I don't know. I mean, it's really good. I need people to watch it. They've got two more episodes left. The the numbers are pretty rough, man. But like, I want that show. That's a really fun show. That's a really great show. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna everyone go in, put in your DVR. Yeah. But you got to watch it within the first three days. That's really important. That is. Yeah. It's for ratings. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. You got it. Just days. when you schedule everyone you check it, just start watching it. Because then when you start hitting play, that number then counts. Gotcha. Okay. So put in Ray Donovan. Put in. Yeah. Put in Battle Creek on your wish list. Yes. Put in uh, in Rake. Rake. Yep. Go check out, uh, ch- uh, ch- what is it, Chicken Charlie? Chicken Charlie. Chicken Charlie. Yes. <laughs> Django. My chain had four teeth in my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and Omar will be back next month. Cool. We're going to do a late night drinking podcast. Maybe I'll invite, you know Joey Diaz? I know who he is. I know yeah. the comedian. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe I'll, I'll invite Joey, Joey over yeah. and you cool, can, and we'll and we'll, ha- we'll do like three or four dudes over here. We'll hang out. We'll have cocktails. Sounds Joey, will, I'm sure Joey will be eating edibles. How so, long are you in town for? Right now? Are you leaving the whole? You going to be on for the whole? I, um, I leave for all of April, starting uh, tomorrow. Okay, because I'm I'm doing another joint. I'm doing a, um. I got another. I got doing uh, stuff for uh, Fox Sports One too. Hosting my, hosting the show on Fox Sports One. When? Uh, I'm shooting. Um, we're shooting the, the first episodes uh, April the 13th. I think it's 13th for the 14th. Whatever that Sunday is, but you're gonna be going. I would love to have you. Now, is that it's Sunday? That Sunday, I might be home. Okay, because it's barbershop. We, we, we're shooting in a barbershop, and it's called Talking Shop. And we're just talking about sports and shit. On Sunday, that Sunday, I'm home. Okay, you are. I, I, I have a show in Tampa yeah. the 10th. I fly yeah. home the 11th. I'm home the 12th. 13th, 14th, and on the 15th, we fly to Hawaii. And the 15th is, uh, which, which, which one is the Sunday? The 14th or the it's, 15th? No, no, no. The f- Sunday is 10, 12, 13. The 13th? Yeah. All right, cool. I'll give you. I, I'll, I'll you do that. it. I'll yeah, you. yeah. Oh, cool. That'd be great. Yeah. We're, we're shoot right there. It's a barbershop right down the street, too. Awesome. Yeah, so definitely. Awesome, Omar. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Ah. Thank you. My hands are sweating from holding a mic.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.